In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. When they had let down their net, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats, so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. This is the word of the Lord. There is a certain irony in this account of the miraculous catch of fish. Perhaps it is coincidental. Or more likely, perhaps not so. Jesus is the fish who causes the catch of fish so that his fishermen disciples can receive him, follow him, and become those who fish for the fish that is man. There are certainly a lot of fish in this account. The identification of Jesus as a fish comes from wordplay in the Greek. Ichthus, meaning fish, bears the first letters of Jesus Christus, Jesus Christ. From ancient times, the church has identified Christ as a fish. The trend continues today in the form of bumper stickers and car magnets, though it has certainly lost some of its force and symbolism. In this account, there is also a great deal of fear. Fear of breaking nets, fear of sinking boats, even fear of the catch of fish itself. The soon-to-be disciples are rightfully afraid when they see the catch of fish. They fear, not because of the fish themselves, as if they possess some strange characteristic different from the usual fish they caught. No, they fear because of what this catch of fish means. Hence, Peter's appropriate response, falling down at Jesus' knees and confessing his sins. These men fear the fish because they know themselves. They fear the fish because they had already been out at sea and because they had already fished and because they had already seen what these efforts had wrought. They fear the fish because there can be no doubt that Jesus is the source of the abundance. They fear the fish because if Jesus is the source, he must be a holy man of God. They fear the fish because if Jesus is indeed a holy man of God, and if they are indeed the sinners they know themselves to be, the only predictable outcome 
is that they must be consumed. They fear falsely, however. For Christ has come not to blast sinners with all-consuming wrath, but to stand between this wrath and its natural target, to take this wrath into his very flesh. He comes to take sin to the grave, to nail the law's accusations to the cross, and to kill death in death. To these fearful men he speaks a word of peace, and in it his cover is blown, his hand revealed in full, and his disposition towards sinners demonstrated. Do not be afraid. This is a word of absolution, the only proper response to the confession of a sinner. Fear is derived from the knowledge of self and of sin and the faith that God is who he claims to be. Fear is derived from the truth that this God despises sin. Thus, the fishermen fear the fish they have caught, for they fear the person of the fish. Jesus Christ. Yet God despises sin not because he finds in it an active thwarting of his will and rebellion against a set of rules. Sin does go against his word and it does rebel against his will. But these are not the reasons for God's hatred of it. No, God despises sin because sin tears his children away from him, because it corrupts that which he wishes to be perfected, and because in sin his children choose not to love him. They choose to catch and release, to take the miraculous catch of fish the miraculous death and resurrection of Christ and return it to sender. It is as if those who feared the fish had simply returned the fish to the sea and said, Lord, we certainly see your power and we certainly appreciate what you have done for us, but we would rather catch without aid, on our own, by our own works. Truly, their fear is the only proper response for the man of faith. And Christ's absolution is the only proper response from a holy man of God, from the Holy Son of God. Here is another irony in this account. As Jesus is the fish, so too is he the fisherman. And this fisherman fishes for fishermen. He seeks those who will trust his word, who will hold firmly to it, and who will live it. He seeks those whom he will ordain to fish likewise, passing on the mantle from generation to generation, so that even now, 
You yourselves have a fisherman who fishes for you. All of this is by the Word of God. It is the Word that Jesus uses. It is the Word that the fishermen obey. It is the Word that Jesus preaches. It is the Word they believe. It is the Word they preach. It is the Word you believe. How often the struggles of life rip you away from this Word. How often you, like those disciples, toil through the darkness to no avail. When it is that you do experience this, your first response is to become anxious, to fear, to grumble, and to become so discouraged that you are ready to abandon it all. See yourselves in the disciples and also in the prophet Elijah. He battled with powerful kings, with masses of false prophets. He communicated directly with God, saw incredible signs and wonders, performed incredible signs and wonders, and was an instrument of God for many miracles. Yet today you see him as an ordinary man like the disciples, like you. He is whining and complaining. He is disappointed in himself and in the entirety of Israel. He cries out to God, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts because the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. The Lord responds by reminding Elijah that the world and God's plan are bigger than he is. He reminds Elijah that he is not the center of the universe. Yet God does still love Elijah, and he will still take care of him and the generations after him. The Lord says, go, anoint kings, name your successor. I was in control before you and I will be in control after you. This should give you hope. I will not leave you alone. Even now you are not as alone as you feel. Everything will be fine. Go back to fishing and do not be afraid. Dear children, do not give way to the temptations which would cause you to fear, to despair, or to turn away from the word of the Lord. You must persist, no matter what. You must remain at your post and rely upon God to do the worrying. You need not fear to catch the fish. You need not fear the person of the fish in Christ. For you know that he has come to you with his word to strengthen and to encourage you, to call you to faith, and to keep you steadfast, and 
to offer you life by directing you to the font and to the altar for your admittance to his body and for your reception of it. You who are the fishes for which our Lord and his church continually fish, you need not fear your master. Simply follow him. Out into the boat for the catch, out into the church for his heavenly meal, out to the cross for his absolution and for your regeneration. All of this should encourage you to follow the example of St. Peter. He held steadfastly to Christ's word, refusing to let other thoughts or doubts lead him astray. Despite his toils, he yet dropped the net at the word of Jesus, and knowing himself by this word, he confessed his sins. He lived by holy absolution. He lived by the flesh and blood of the word of God. Confess, therefore, with the psalmist, O my soul, you have said to the Lord, You are my Lord, my goodness is nothing apart from you. Here the church would preach to you Christ crucified. The folly of man, but the wisdom of God. Here you are those fish brought into the boat of the Holy Church by the word of God and sustained by the gifts to which this word is joined and to which it always points. Here you are those for whom Christ has fished in order that you might not fear in order that you might not despair, but only hope and trust in the God who has given himself up for you. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Amen.